Helloa. Well, no, because you said, whoa, hello. So mm-hmm. I said, whoa, hello. I, I see it. Do you, do you pronounce it, whoa I might. <laughs> I just, did, did I not just now? I think you were doing that for effect, but is that how you normally pronounce it? Yeah, all the time. I always pronounce my A's in anything that I'm saying. Whoa, so, whoa, hello I can't, whoa, think of any other, can't think of any other examples in which that would be funny right now. Woa Haloa Keo Krizoa General Scales. Did you play Star oh. Fox Adventures? Yes. No. No, I did not play Star Fox Adventures. Well, you should have, and that's where General Scales is from. I recently had a... Oh, mm, this water's delicious. Mm-hmm. You ever had... You ever have a, a, cup, a cup of water, a glass, or a bottle that is just... It is just the right level of cool. Hmm, let's see. Hold on. It is ex- exceptionally refreshing. Uh, my bottle is a little warmer than I'd like. It's not warm water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not as cool as I would like. But yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. This just came out of the fridge. It is perfectly temperatured. I did not think about that until just now when I opened the bottle to take a swig. Because I have been yelling for the last two days, and my voice is borderline shredded. What are you yelling about? I mean, other than the usual. Uh, I was I was in a fe- uh, I was at events in which I needed to communicate instructions to people over uh, a loud DJ or a live band playing. All right. Uh, in both cases, for uh, more than three hours at a time. Was the band any good? No. Eh. They were, I, they, they, they played their instruments competently. The singers were pretty good. Was it the Red Hot Chili Peppers? It was. All How right. Did you know, I just <laughs> sat in the dark. Well, they sat, They were okay. They, the singer was good. They played their instruments. This must be the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I don't think anything about that band uh, lines up with what you said. Hmm. Um, mm. We're getting dangerously close to talking about music, but yeah, it's true. Uh, I it's okay. The, the I'm Red gonna Hot, say I don't Red, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's fine. Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have been a running joke for me, for for myself, and uh, and a few friends. Just in terms of like some songs and lyrics. First of all, being comically bad, and then uh, s- some things from some of their songs being like interchangeable with one another in a very amusing way. I can't really explain it here. Okay. I don't think. Without, like, doing some Red Hot Chili Peppers scat singing, which I really don't want to do. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to be like how, like, you can do that with, like, Nickelback songs, right? You, uh, yeah, those, there are those two singles. That is, I would almost say famously in which, what were the two songs? I bet, I bet I can think of them. Someday, is that the name of that song? Yeah, that sounds close. Maybe some some way somehow something like that. That okay. one. All right. And then uh, and then the first sa- the, f- the, f- the first song. How you remind me. They're uh, exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's correct. In a great way. Um. No, I never played Star Fox Adventures. Oh well. I mean, it's, pre- it's okay. It's, it's pretty yeah. good. My I think my brother did. And I remember, I have a. I have a recollection, or may- maybe he rented it on the Nintendo GameCube. Okay. And, uh, 
man, I, I have a vague recollection of like going down into my dad's basement and seeing him playing it and being like, this doesn't look good. And then me being like, hey, you uh, you gonna you gonna finish that game? He's like, no, it was bad. I mean, I enjoyed what I played of it. It was a little weird. Sure. But uh, I don't know. It's not it's not terrible. Do you have a Switch? Do you play Zelda? I don't have a Switch. Oh. Um, I Do want you have a to Wii play. U? I don't. Okay. I am uh, the the case for a Switch or or getting a Wii U for like thirty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Has been being made increasingly. Um, has been increasingly tempting to me. Uh, I would like to play Zelda, but I I know plenty about that game at least. <laughs> I would if, say I know more about it than Star Fox Adventures. What if you What if you got a Switch right, uh-huh. and then you um. You took it to these events so that instead of yelling all the time, you could, like, uh, play Zelda. That's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. I, I I got caught playing a little bit of nonstop night on my phone at one of these events. Got which caught? Is not a game, which is not, I mean, not caught, but someone walked up to me when I was, like, distracted because I was trying to time a jump in the right way because I was, like several dozens of levels above where I should have been considering, like, where my, where my levels on my character were. Game's right, playing. okay. Um, it, I, I would love to just sit in places and play Zelda, but I'm pretty sure I would not be asked to do more of these events that I've been doing. Uh, I see. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I guess they're hiring you to work, not to play video games. Uh, they're, they're asking me to help. Maybe maybe playing Zelda can be a calming effect for everyone. Right, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, hey man, you it's, you've been here for a little while. You uh, you had some hard drinks, man. You're getting a little wild. Why don't you uh, play some of the Zelda? <laughs> Would you let somebody else play your Zelda? Uh, if I was, hmm, I'm about to say if there are there multiple save slots in Zelda, but I don't think that's been a thing in a very long time. Or well, you know what I should ask: Are there multiple save slots in? The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, I think I think the way it works is like the way I feel like a lot of modern games these days work. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily get separate save slots, but if you have a different account on the console itself, each account gets its own save. Mm. So like, you would probably need to be like, all right, well, let's. You want to play some Zelda? Okay, let's set up your me. Let's add your account to this thing, and then yeah, okay, there you go. Start a new game. That's. There's so much overhead to playing in New yeah. Zelda. Um, no, I had I actually had a case uh, this past week in which I, and this happens to me pretty often. We, and, uh, I've talked about this on other platforms before, but um, but but I have, I have such a big backlog of games, and for me to make time for actually, you know what? This is something I want to talk to you about. This all right. Um, Making time for things that you really enjoy and want to do. Because, like, okay. I love video games. I love playing them. Right. I love reading about them. I love listening to people talk about them. I love watching people play them. Okay. Um, but so rarely am I able to, like, commit to sitting down for a few hours at a time and, like, put an investment into a game. Um and my back and there are tons of things that I pick up and I'm like yeah I should play that I want to play that at some point um but I just know I'm not going to get to it for like a minimum of 6 months and probably forget about it entirely um yeah so what's the question uh how do you do that how do you make time to play video games 
Um, I play a lot less games than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was playing games super heavily, um, um, I'm trying to think. I tend to, or I would tend to play like always have some sort of uh, like long-term game that I was uh, invested in uh, at some point, whether it's uh, World of Warcraft or Guild Wars or Warhammer or Destiny or Diablo or you get the idea mm-hmm. um, that I'd always sort of like uh, be playing regularly. Um, so in the absence of wanting to play anything else, I could always fire that up and uh, uh, play that for, you know, if, if I was going to play a video game. Um when, like, a new thing would come out that, like, I was interested in playing, or even just an old thing that I was, you know, it's new to me, I'm going to play this now, um, I would, I, I would, instead of, instead of devoting as much time to my quote-unquote, you know, my regular thing, I would, you know, either split the time or, you know, be like, tell my Warcraft Guild, like, alright guys, a uh, new Mass Effect is out, I'll see you in a month, um, <laughs> and go do that. Um, but now, I just don't play as many games in general. Um, and I tend to, what I'll do is I'll, you know, I have like some releases on my calendar that like, yeah, I want, I want to go play this. Um, you know, this comes out in whatever, like this, like Zelda was a good example. Uh, Mm -hmm. up until Zelda came out, um, I would say, you know, I, I would maybe be playing things for like an hour or two a week. Um, so when it came out, it was easier to just be like, ah, cool. I can like devote some time to this, go dive into this. And then when I was done, I just sort of like stepped away. Uh, again, um, when it comes to like finding time in a like pack schedule for that stuff, I don't know. Um, I tend to be pretty good at saying like I want to do this. I'm just gonna go do it. Um, okay. And if I don't want to do something, then I just won't. Um, my work schedule. Uh, I get home a little later than I used to, and I have to be in a little earlier than I used to, which means I go to bed a little bit earlier. Um, sure. So I have less time each evening. So what I find myself doing is typically like, um, uh, what you know, choose between these three things I would enjoy doing. Do I want to? Well, I guess I don't really enjoy watching them. That's that's more like a slowly, slowly no, the, yourself no, over your head. I, no, I, I've I think the Mets have turned the corner. They're going to win every game between now and September and uh, go to the World Series. Okay, all right, yeah, perfect. That's how it works. In that case, then I've got to tune in. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's just sort of like. Do you find yourself not having time because of commitments for things that you would rather not do, or you're busy doing thing other things that you want to do and it's having to make the choice? Because I think there's probably a distinction. And yeah, it's 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 it would more be the latter. Like I'll I'll give you an example. Earlier this week, um, I had uh, I just th- there was a PlayStation Network sale and I picked up The Last Guardian. Okay. Because I thought twenty five dollars was like you know that's a, that's an amount of money that I'm willing to pay for that game. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, th- that I won't feel like, geez, this was really, you know, like sixty dollars is a lot of. It's it's not an insignificant amount of money, um, and and in particular for me, I get so delayed in actually playing a game that by the time I get to picking up a game that, like, say, I would buy on launch week, um, I can easily get it for like fifteen dollars. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, an example of that would be uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, which over this past weekend was, I think, the full package. Which was that game and the like prequel game for Ground Zeroes was like twenty two dollars digitally on um, on PSN. Okay. So I was I was thinking I'm like man yeah I'm gonna have a few hours to play. Like I think I'm gonna go and like start the Last Guardian for a little bit. Then someone was talking about MGS five and I'm like man, actually I really wanted to get into that and 
but I've been putting it off for so long. Like, that game is nearly two years old now. It is just a hair shy of two years. Yeah. Um, I'm like, ah, you know, and then I start thinking about, like, this large stack of games that I have that I need to get to, and I'm suddenly overwhelmed with choice to the point that I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm that way, too. I, I feel like... I bought a couple things on the PSN sale this past mm-hmm. week um, that I had been kind of like eyeballing long term and saying like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to wait for a decent price on this. Or, and by decent price, meaning like I'm going to wait for it to drop. So if I buy this and don't play it, I don't feel like ah crap. Exactly. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, you know, it, then I just feel like I have like, you know, okay, cool. I, I'll grab this. This will be fun to play. Um, and then, you know, when I decide how to spend my leisure time, I will just have one more thing to choose from. I mean, uh, when it comes to, like, the question... Yeah, I, I see you can quickly spiral out of control. That's why, like, you know, uh, every time there's a Steam sale, Steam's like, hey, like, uh, everything on your wishlist is on sale. Do you want to buy it all? I'm like, no. Uh, so now I have to choose. And <laughs> do you want to buy it all? Yeah, <laughs> do you want to just add this all to your cart? It's like, no. Um, I mean, I could rank my wish list, but that's not really... You know, yeah. what, I want to play this more? It generally, it's like, okay, cool, some stuff is on sale on my wish list. Like, what do I want to play right now in this moment? Am I in the mood for, like, a tactical RPG? Do I want a, uh, I don't know, puzzle game? You know, whatever. And then just pick something, basically, from that list. If it's on my wish list, it's there for a reason. I decided I wanted to play it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just go with that. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know that necessarily, like, having... Having a choice between multiple fun things that you enjoy doing and video games just don't win out. I don't know. This is not that. That's not. Bleh. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I don't think it means you love your video games any less. I just think it's like uh, I'd rather watch baseball right now. Oh yeah, I'm not putting a value judgment on it, right? But um, a value judgment on um, it being a, a good or bad thing. Like someone was saying, they they didn't have time to. I can't remember what it was, but... Oh, oh yeah, it was regarding a D&D campaign, I think, uh, w- one of which you may be running later today. Oh, maybe, okay. I um, uh, was like, man, I spent so much time like writing my own campaign and stuff like that. This seems like a waste of time. And I'm like, I don't know, man. If you're enjoying doing it, that doesn't that isn't a waste of time. Like, don't get upset because you could have been playing a video game for 10 hours when you're doing this other thing that you really like. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. It's like, ah, oh, man, like... Uh... Geez, oh, there, there's too much. I'll never get to this. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, like, it, it'd be different, like, I, I don't want to get into, like, first world problems, right? But it's yeah. like, it'd be different if I was working, if or, or if I had, not if I was, if I had to work, you know, 12, 16-hour days, six days a week, just to be able to, like, scrape by, and, like, then I could say, like, oh, I have no time to do this. Like, uh, okay, um, my tastes shift and change and stuff like that, and things that I used to spend a lot of time on, I spend less time on. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, like you know, if I look back at the past week and I'm like, oh wow, um, I've been playing a lot of Necropolis. It's like, ah, well, the week before I played zero Necropolis, and yeah. I wasn't staring watching paint dry on the ceiling. You know, I was reading, reading the new book that I have. I was, uh, you know, meeting new people after work, that sort of thing. So, I I used to kind of like, I guess, like fret about it, like, oh geez, like, you know, when I was younger, oh I haven't gotten to this, I haven't gotten to this. But I think that was probably when. Uh, video games um, were a bigger, I guess, core part of, like, um, not my identity, but, like, how, like, they 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 took up a larger chunk of my, like, free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, like, 
you know, ha- had this idea that I needed to quote unquote keep up or whatever else. But like, as that's naturally sort of shifted, that feeling of like missing out or whatever also kind of has dropped off as well. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. and pre- I, I think the only case in which I feel like I'm, I'm really, really missing out is if it's a group game, which it, group game or, you know, again, a game that's encouraged to be played multiplayer. Yep, yep. Um, in which case, like if I have friends that are playing it in a lot of cases, it's a lot easier for me to say, Oh, I'll sit down and play Titanfall two for an hour or two because I'm not going to see my friend Scott for like several months. So right, we're right. to do a thing together and just BS on 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 PSN in a party or whatever is like it's a lot easier for me to do that than to just say like, oh, I played a video game for two hours. Right, um, right, yeah. Or yeah, uh, yeah. So or or actually in case like say near automata right 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 you re- you're you're recommending it pretty hard for me to play and i'm very interested in it and it was also on sale and i'm like eh. in reality like oh great i'm glad this is on sale for 40 dollars by the time i play this actually happened with uh horizon mm-hmm. as well i'm like oh great this game's on sale for 40 dollars but by the time i actually get to it it will readily be available for 25 dollars right yeah so I, I might mean, as well just not get that until i'm gonna actually play it Yep, uh, totally. I I I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'll prioritize sort of like um, multiplayer things or like things that like feel like there's a so even even things that are not necessarily multiplayer but seem like they have like a a, a buzz around them. Uh, like, I guess the witness would be a good example of that. Ah, um, yeah. Like, I'll prioritize that stuff over stuff that like like just straight single player games. Like. For example, I haven't played Horizon yet mm-hmm. because Horizon came out. It was like Zelda came out, right? And then, or it was Horizon it came, came out, out two weeks before Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Then Zelda was two weeks later. Then a week later, Nier came out, and then a week after that was Mass Effect Andromeda. So I went from basically not really playing much of anything and not really having much of anything to look forward to to all of a sudden like two games that I've been like dying to play: Zelda and Mass Effect coming out within. A month of each other. Mm-hmm. Horizon, which I was interested in, came out and seemed to be wildly better than expected, or just really, maybe not expected, but it was just really good. Mm-hmm. And Nier, which I had only developed like a recent interest in, but was like, oh wow, this seems to check all the boxes for me. Um, so it was like, oh geez, like what am I going to play? So I, I still haven't played Horizon yet, because you know, it seems like the buzz around it was wow, this is a really good single player game that everybody should play. It's like, okay, cool. It didn't seem like there was like uh, maybe it was, but it didn't seem like there was like a, a, a larger sort of conversation or uh, interest around it the same way that there was with like um, Nier, for example. Yeah. Like, oh my, you know, like th- this game really does some stuff. It goes some places. This, that, the other thing. I think it um, also got swallowed up by Zelda too. You know, because yeah, and, they, I mean, Zelda. in terms of being, I guess, an open world game, uh, whatever whatever that really means in 2017, um, it. A lot of the conversation shifted to that, and also, like, the combat in Nier was so great compared to, like... I don't want to say it's comparable to the combat in Horizon, but there, but there are probably some common elements. Um, such that, like, two games almost re- replaced the need for that one. Um, in, in terms of, like, the larger conversation, you know? Right, right. Which is, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. So, does this answer your question? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes... It is all. I, I've also given up on feeling bad about it. Like I, I would say once every month or two, uh, you give me shit for still being halfway through a playthrough of Mass Effect Two. I feel like I've given up on giving you crap about it because I realize, uh, it's just yeah, it's just at this point, it's like uh, you'd have to start over. I'll say um, no. I'm, I am at a point that I would not have to start over. I think. Um, that said, <laughs> it, and it's funny. So I actually paused on because I was I was trucking through that game. <laughs> 
Uh, you were four years ago. <laughs> four? I think it's maybe five three. At this point. It may have been three. No. Um, I. No, I believe I believe 2013 was when it was happening. Uh, but it's it'll get it'll get to five. But I bet it'll get to five years by the time I actually pick it up. Um, I feel like you, you got through the first one in like a month or two. You were like, oh great, and then you're like, yeah, let's start to let, you know, let's start the second one, and then yeah, that was it. I was also, um, let's see, what will be a good. I was go, I was going through some personal things, and suddenly I found a lot of time that was only going to be to myself and not to be shared with anyone. Right. Okay. So I was like, what will I do with this ample extra time? Ah, uh, yes, get lost in a fantastical world and have sex with aliens. Yeah, buddy. Um. Get lost in alien sex. But, um, actually, and I think you can actually relate to this, but I think the listeners will enjoy. Um, where I really got to the pause in Mass Effect 2 is because the, the only thing that I really plotted out was like where I, where I vaguely wanted the, uh, the arc of my personal character in that game to go, right? Okay. Um, so I made it with an alien in the first game, and I knew that that character came back in the third one. Right. So I wanted, uh, ep- uh, I wanted the second game, like if I was gonna romance anyone, to just have like a rebound lady, right? Right. Okay. And I was, I was like dead. And if you're playing as a male, you have a choice of two characters that you want, right? Yeah. Uh, or two characters that like you can pursue that, and hopefully if it works out, like, because I, I don't know, I'm gonna play my cards right. That's that's the whole fun of the challenge of a video game, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had it set on this one person, and then this other person was also super appealing, and I was so personally torn about, like, man, which way do I want my character to go that I just stopped playing the video game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Even if I save right before I right before I do the, do the deed, it'll still have all the other, like, you know, months of pent-up angst for the other person, and that's yeah. not fair to them. I'll, I'll be, like, at that point, I could have, like, hard-saved and split the timeline, right? Right, but right. But then I'd know, the game would know, but I'd know... Yeah, oh, I, I I hear you. I hear you. Also, if, God forbid, like, I made the right choice, and as a result, at the end of the game, like, four core characters died, I'd be like, son of a bitch, I need to replay the last 20 hours of this. I did <sighs> that. The first time I completed Mass Effect 2. No kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, because I, um, there's a couple, um, a couple, like, uh, did you play through that? You complete you one hundred percent of that game like several dozen times. Yeah, no, several times. Yeah, but the very first time I completed it, there's a point of no return in that game um, mm-hmm. that I wasn't aware of, and um, whatever, I wound up like going past and had an outcome that I was not necessarily like satisfied with. So I remember being like realizing I was at that point and mm-hmm. like doing the quick mental math of being like, okay, well. Whatever I do from here on out, I'm not going to get, you know, an outcome that I'm satisfied with either way. So I just went straight to the ending at that point. Like, took whatever I got, and then I was like, okay, great. Saw the ending and immediately started a new game and started started all over again. Alright, that's fair. Um, but I think, like, I, I played through Mass Effect 1 twice. And in that case, like, the as I mentioned, the first one, I... I played, geez, ten. It would have been ten years ago now. Uh, nine, maybe when it first came out, or it came. It came out two thousand seven. I played it two thousand eight because uh, I got an Xbox that Christmas of two thousand seven. Okay. Um, but I th- there is something to say. Like, okay, I have a pretty good idea of the mechanics of this game now. Uh, I'm going to go through it and like I'm going to do what I consider like my canonical run, right? 
Right. Um, so, so for you to like go back and be like, oh no, I understand how this works now, um, and I don't feel like it has been my own ignorance or something like that over the mechanics, right? Because sort of an arbitrary, like, points of no return happen in real life, right? But um, they are not deliberate set in stone things, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I, I, I think it's it's pretty fair to go back and start the stuff. And also, like, if it's a game that you're enjoying, you don't mind putting like a couple dozen more hours into it. Who cares? Great. You that just proves the game's replayability. Um, I think what's going to happen is I'm only ever going to play Mass Effect Two for the rest of my life. That's not a bad idea. It's not. Uh, it's a solid game. It's mm-hmm. like only listening. It's like only listening to bands that have broken up and are not around anymore uh, because then they can never release a new album and make you disappointed. It's perfect. Yeah. So here's the problem. Uh, that hasn't been true for roughly ten years. <laughs> what that. Be- broken no. up bands are not releasing every broke, albums every broken up band gets back together plays a festival and releases a new album it just happens yeah okay yeah that is a good point there but, is, yeah that is a good point all right well i can only listen to bands where everybody's dead then that's uh, that's just, fine that i have to i have to graduate in that at least there's a <laughs> i have to graduate um <laughs> i have to up my game dead members only Dead bands only. Here Though, we go. I mean, you you walked by that Grateful Dead concert a couple weeks ago. Oh my God, it was horrible. Did, did I tell I'm you sorry. this? Did I tell did, you about this? You did tell me about it, but I think I wanted you to tell me again. Okay. So, um, my wife was on vacation, uh, so I was just alone that week, um, which was fine. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time to myself. Uh, I decided I wanted to get a new shower curtain. Um, I said. I'm going to surprise my wife with a new shower curtain. Uh, it'll be great. I said, who has a shower curtain? Uh, Bed Bath Beyond sells shower curtains. Now, the Bed Bath Beyond, where I live, uh, is right by Fenway Park. And so I said, okay, let me check to see if the socks are playing. Uh, they are, but they're in Houston. Uh, so I don't have to worry, because Fenway Park is, um, if you've never been to Boston, it's like right, it's right by Kenmore Square, kind of like uh, downtown in the middle. N- not, n- not where the skyscrapers are, but it's in a... It's in a central location, right? Um, and there's not really... Um, it's kind of like... When you drive to City Field, you can drive there and you can park. You can't really park at Fenway Park. Um, you can drive there and pay 40 50 $60 to park like... $700. Yeah, roughly. Um, to park in like tiny parking garages or like all over the asphalt of a gas station that just stops selling gas during mm-hmm. Sox Homes games because it, it they lose money. Uh, so it's just it's just easier for them to just sell out their uh, yeah. their their parking lot uh, their space parking lot. So anyway, so I'm like, let me make sure there's no socks playing. There isn't a socks game playing. Great, I can go over there, and I won't be you know won't be swarmed. It'll be it'll be quick in quick out. And I said I'll ride my bike over. So I rode my bike over, and as I get there, there are still there are throngs of people just like standing in the middle of the street, ambling about. Just they look you know a. Typical, like, you know, pre-gaming drunken Sox fans stumbling all over the place. A cadre of Bostonians. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, what is going on here? There there must be something else going on in Fenway, or maybe I looked at the wrong day. Um, As I rode past the uh, tie-dye painted uh, converted (laughs) school bus with uh, curtains on the windows, I quickly put two and two together and realized, oh, yes, the Grateful Dead and Friends, the friend being John Mayer, um, are playing their concert. They were playing like Saturday and Sunday night, um, and this was seventeen thousand times worse 
than your typical Sox fan. It sounds so bad. <laughs> oh, because at least at least Sox fans like uh, whatever. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a sports fan. I can understand it. Uh, I'm a music fan, but I, th- there was something to this that was like, hey man. You know what? Like what you like. I'm not gonna like harsh on your vibe if you want to like listen to the Grateful Dead. But Jesus, they were just they're they're everywhere. It was just a, a, a morass of people who just uh, this is the thing. You said tell me the your thing. typical like your typical like cadre of Bostonians. Not quite because these people were coming from all over. Which to be fair happens at Sox games too. You get a lot of people from the suburbs or traveling further afield who are not really used to the used to the uh, the city. Um, but this just seems so much worse. I think it was just because they were... Uh, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. It just seemed way worse. Way worse to me. It, it was not pleasant. I get, it, it's also an unexpected 17,000 people. Probably no exaggeration. Uh, how, no, yeah. How many? Even, like yeah. 30,000. Like, I don't know. What, what, what's Fenway's capacity? Fenway probably holds 30. And they probably have fans on the field, too, for GA. Right, yeah. Feels like, so yeah, I'm going to go with capacities. 37,000. Well, Jesus. So probably like 45,000 people altogether. Yeah. Um, po- possibly even more people who didn't have tickets to the show, but were just hanging out like pre-gaming, tailgating on their... Yeah, like, maybe weird... we can get a scalped one, or at least we can hear it outside, like Jones Beach Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you... Yeah. Was there a... I don't want to be assumptive, but was there a distinctive smell to any of these people as you were walking by? Um, this, like, sea of dudes? Yeah, good question. Uh, to be fair, it was pretty pretty well distributed. Uh, sea of dudes and dudettes. Uh, I didn't notice. Um, I didn't notice a smell other than like the typical uh, that part of Fenway, uh, that area around Fenway is like right over the uh, I ninety, the interstate. Um, so I didn't really notice like an like uh, a, a super heavy like pot stink. Uh, at least not more than usual. Oh, um, I didn't even I didn't even assume pot. I. Fe- First of all, like I think this, I think the smell of pot is so universal at this point. It's like, yeah, whatever. This right, person yeah, also exactly. sweat a little bit, but like a mix of un. I was expecting like uh, a sense of not of body odor and patchouli to possibly hide that body odor. <laughs> nah, um, I was outside. Yeah. Thankfully, it was. I, I I didn't notice it. But if you Google uh, image search Grateful Dead bus, I think I saw like I saw many of these. Mm. I'm don't yeah. oh, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna just search the internet on uh, grateful. I'm not a grateful dead, dead fan, boss. And that's I mean, fine. Even, I, even hey, if, if you anything that dead? I was a fan. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this looks right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of this going on. So there were roughly what uh, five thousand of these buses parked outside. Like, yeah, like parked on the. Um, Parked on the streets, like, uh, nearby, um, but whatever. You know what? Uh, better that, um, they attract, uh, attract events. Yeah, I was gonna say, I to have a good time, even, and it sits empty. Even my, I'll say, top five bands that I love, uh, any one of them, I would not want to see 30,000 30, like-minded fans in one area. Yeah, of, no, that's uh, way Even of things that I like. Um, man, I don't want to, like, ugh. Also, because I think of my top five bands, four of them are bro- three of them are broken up at least. I How many of them are dead? Uh, none of them have dead members. No, oh. I'm sorry. None of them have deceased members, nor do any of them contain members of the Grateful Dead. Right. Okay, that was my next. And, and I should say, uh, well, well, does John Mayer count? John Mayer's John Mayer's um. not my top five bands. 
Uh, I don't think he's a member of the Grateful so, Dead. I think he's just like so. Their, this their thing pal. that they've been doing uh, because I saw an ad for it also at City Field at the last couple of Mets games that I went to. Uh, it is called Dead and Company, in which it is I oh, guess the surviving okay. member of the Grateful, and it said like playing music, drawing heavily from the Grateful Dead catalog, and it like shows that on this state. It says that plainly on this stadium ad. Like, yeah, uh, we know Jerry Garcia's dead. Uh, I'm sure you guys like the Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but we got John Mayer and some other people. And you could hear some songs that you like. Which, I'll be honest, I'm pretty into as a concept. I was like, all right, sure. So it's like a big I also didn't have like... to walk through the amount of people because City Field is in the middle of, in the middle of a parking lot. So... Wait, so are they playing Grateful Dead songs? Are they they're playing, playing, they're songs playing mostly Grateful Dead songs. And I think, and forgive me, my knowledge of the Grateful Dead is not encyclopedic. Um, I think maybe if any of them had solo, like, spin-off projects or bands that came either after or something like that, um, maybe they play some of that. I don't know. I think the implication was you're mostly going to hear just Grateful Dead songs. <laughs> Okay. And also, I think that's a band that, like, they'll pick one song and then they'll just jam on it for, like, 10 minutes and have 18 guitar solos. I saw, um... Have you heard Have you heard of the band Diarrhea Planet? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they them. played at Brooklyn Bowl last night, and I was not aware that in their current live setup they have literally four guitar players. That, that's it's great. good. Even just see, I was, I was, and you know, I was just seeing it from like live videos captured on people's iPhones, right? And um, right, I'm looking I'm like, man, there's so many guitars on this stage. I'm like, also, this sounds pretty all right for there being four guitars on a stage being captured on a on a mobile phone. I was actually, I, I, um, I was at a show uh, fairly recently, um, and uh, I was, I was like towards the back. Um, and I did, I, I typically don't like to take pictures of video, um, during show cause uh, it's just too much overhead, but I was like towards the back kind of just watching from afar and I wanted to like send a clip off to somebody who I knew would enjoy it. Um, so I took like a quick little five second thing like, Hey, wish you were here. Um, and I was actually surprised it, um, when I played it back later, I could like make out individual notes. It sounded pretty decent. Um, mobile phone technology has uh, advanced quite a bit, uh, in the past 10 oh, years, yeah? I guess. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I like. Actually, I hate phones. No, I like. I like my phone. Mm. If my phone could not be connected to the internet, you. If I could not be contacted or made phone calls on my mobile phone, it'd be perfect. So that's the thing. Yeah, I like having the like uh, inter- basically like a uh, Wikipedia portal on my device at all times. Um, just the other people being able to like reach me there uh, is really really <laughs> a drag. It's true. I wonder if you could pay for a data only plan and not receive phone calls. Hmm. I mean, I could get an iPad, you could, right? You could do that. But then that would have iMessage, right? It, yeah, but if you turned iMessage off... Yeah, it's true. Think, think about it. You could iPad. just get an iPad. The, or could the iPad just, mini like, is roughly the size could, of, of an iPhone 6 Plus, so... iPhone or, 7 Plus. Yeah, or couldn't I, like... Um, I could probably just... Uh, uh, data only plan. I could probably forget that. Just get one of those little uh, hotspot dealies, right? Those are probably about the same as what data only plans cost, and connect whatever I want to it. And there I go, just run around with that in my backpack constantly, like I'm some sort of mobile hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> You're a con- 
if you just hook that up to a series of portable battery packs, get one that right. is like twenty five thousand mAh. Is that mi- is that milliamp hours? What does that stand for? I don't. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, ju- I just realized I saw that mAh, which I think of as ma. <laughs> like, Wait, yeah, I'm no, like, oh, oh man, okay, this is, okay, this got like eight thousand ma's. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to like visualize yeah. the letters in my head. I was also thinking, oh, the word, the 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 initials mAh also has an a in it. Can I relate this back to woa woa helloa? K.O. Krizoa? K.O. Krizoa. Oh, man, don't do uh. General scales. Go play Star Fighter. Sure, let me, let me dust off my GameCube. Don't I you have did. a Wii? No. What, what was it, what's the last I don't have a Wii in my home. I haven't at. owned a Nintendo account, so I split the Nintendo Wii with my brother when that came out 10 years ago. That is still at our dad's house. Also, that broke at some point. Uh, not Not okay. of my doing. I think... So I think if I actually brought that into a shop, it would cost like fifty to sixty dollars to fix, which isn't the worst thing in the world. And I thought about the the Nintendo Wii homebrew hacking community got pretty intense towards the end there, um, and right. I would be vaguely into the idea of getting a Wii, getting it working right, and then throwing like attaching an external hard drive to it with uh, one million games. That was an easy way to play okay. on a, on a television. So, so where's it's your at my dad's house, broken in a basement, is where it is. Okay, <laughs> that's the long way to say right, so, I can't really use a Wii. All right, so after we hang up here, I don't well, not hang up, stop recording. You're going to your dad's house to get your Wii. Yeah, my right? broken Wii, and I'm going to bring it into the city to get it fixed. <laughs> right. Ah, right, so th- so this is really. I know we were talking about Zelda a lot earlier today. So this is finally my yeah. chance to go play the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Legend of Zelda Star Fox <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> there wasn't a Star Fox Adventures was a game. Oh right, yeah. GameCube plays Wii games. I'm sorry, Wii games. We plays GameCube games. I got it twisted. Yep. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Um, I didn't play Skyward Sword. That's fine. Neither neither did I. Yeah, I know, but I actually ha- owned the console in question. Yeah, I guess. Well, what year did, did that come out? 2011? Uh, I want to say 2012? Maybe 2011. I don't know. Maybe 2012. I didn't like Twilight point. Princess. It came out at the point that most people that owned Wiis that like played video games regularly, and honestly, pl- people that owned Wiis that did not play video games regularly, they weren't playing their Wiis on a, re- on a weekly basis. They don't have a regular Wii, nah. then, eh? They only have inactive Wii's. Nah, is that like ma? But nah, it's exactly like nah, ma. That's pro. Nah. That's probably why I think of it that way. Yeah, there's a difference between nah, nah. Even though I generally, if you're if you're using that that shorthand one syllable negative that is not no, I usually say nah with the W. But but sometimes nah, nah. sometimes nah is is useful. I'm really getting. My uh, my enunciation is. Mm, you're very good. You're very good enunciation. I was about to say I don't know yeah. the difference between pronunciation and enunciation. Technically, yeah. I know they're Wait, I know really? they're not interchangeable. And um, I'm sure there are plenty of times where I used one when I should have used the other, but no one has called me out on it. <laughs> uh, so enun- yeah. Uh, geez, now I'm gonna say it and not have like the specific. 
Hang on, we're 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 educating okay. people here on this on this podcast. <laughs> wow! If you search, hmm. if you type the difference between into a popular search engine, what do you think? Ten results come up. Uh, what do you think one of them is? Guess for one. Men nope. and women. Not there. Uh, Affect no. and effect. Yes and no. Also not there. I'll I'll get ah. the difference between school and life. The difference between want and need is self control, which I take issue with oh, that phrase. Okay. Uh, the difference between weather and climate. The weather and weather. The yeah. The difference between I love you and love you, and the difference between yeah. What? No. Yeah. Becca, I don't know what that what? is. I don't know what. Jesus, I, I bet I bet you that is um, like text message etiquette of saying like I love you versus just love you. Oh God! Which that's uh, pronunciation. Aha! If I put in pro, the first is result is pronunciation and enunciation. Also, I'm searching Google right, well, search, so these are pretty funny looking pictures. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hang Jesus. on. Show it to me. Oh man, the internet's pretty all right sometimes. <laughs> Hang on, put this in the show notes. Oh boy, it's a good looking visual. Uh, Bobby. Okay, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite Grateful Dead album. Yeah, sure, that sounds right. Oh, there's a slight difference. Okay. The slight difference between pronunciation and enunciation is that pronunciation is the act of making sounds or articulating words, while enunciation is the way of articulating words clearly and distinctly according to the rules governing the language. Pronounce okay, defines, defines how a word is spoken. Okay. That makes sense. So I'll... Giada De Laurentiis, who who amusingly has a, word, a, na a first name that is tough to pronunciate, pronounce. <laughs> I said pronunciate. Holy shit! Oh, it's not no. even a word. Ah, I'm very tired. <laughs> she has very good enunciation. I would even say she over enunciates. Un enunciates. There we go. See, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even put that hard hard enunciation on the T. Get that hard enunciate. This is the show's off the rails. <laughs> would you say she has good diction? I would not say she could have some good diction. <laughs> Jesus. Are you looking up I'm diction not. now? I understand what you mean. No, I was uh, command tabbing over to see uh, if we potentially had other topics to talk about. Oh, where are you looking uh, at or share a document that says topics? Oh God, I don't think I is that notes. I don't think. Yeah, I me neither. Um, but I but I remembered that I wrote down making time for things you enjoy. Um, when this was last, uh, probably a month and a half ago, which was what uh, we recorded probably one other episode since then. Um, so so making time for things that you enjoy has been on my evergreen list for a very long time. We just yeah, gotta make exactly. time for it. Well, th that was a thing of like, well, if we don't if we don't get to talking about making time for things you enjoy, there'll be another week that we could do it. Got it. Um, 
Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, do you have anything else? To, what do you What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Do you? How about those? How about those white gloves on the Vegas Golden Knights uniforms? Oh yes, it's a lot of going. <laughs> they're, they're bad. <laughs> I don't know. I at first I thought I. Uh, my first reaction was, oh god, why are they gray? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. they be black? Um, but then I saw like another. I, I saw them. Whatever, like again, I was like, okay, this don't look so bad. But then with the white gloves, I <laughs> the don't. White I don't gloves know. are so I, dumb. Like you couldn't just have an alternate set of gloves to to use for your though though I hadn't thought about this until I I hadn't thought about the larger topic until I thought about this specific case of like why don't you just have gray gloves at home and white gloves away? But I think players generally only have one color or teams generally only have one colored sets of gloves, right? Oh, and, and in general, only the tops change unless it's like some wonky third jersey. Um, but yeah, some someone posted a picture of the the full mock up of like a dummy in the Golden Knights uniform, and then posted a picture of Bugs Bunny, yep. and now it can't be unseen to me. I saw somebody walking. I was walking to work yesterday, and I saw a kid. Uh, not yesterday, two days ago. Um, I saw a young man. Walking uh, down the street wearing a Vegas Golden Knights cap. Hmm. hmm. That guy has no. Man, I. Maybe he's from Las Vegas. But that doesn't. Sure. I like some guys on that Golden Knights team. Who's on uh, that team? No one. Nah, Mark there's Andre some guys Fleury. there. Yeah, I've come J. around on F. him. I feel Berube. like yeah, I, I I like him now. Who I, who, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not that. sure. I'm not sure I've ever gotten your full opinion of him. Outside of the uh, only time you brought him actually, up for roughly two months, it was just it was before the word trash. <laughs> uh, in an hour and a half, he won't be a Vegas Golden Knight because con- he's a UFA and his contract's going to expire. Because today's uh, oh jeez, uh, free agency day. Yeah, uh, so we won't be a Golden Knight for much longer. Um, what is my opinion of J.F. Ruby? Uh, in what sense? I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure you think he's a very nice guy, but a very bad hockey player. Yeah, that, that just about sums it up. Um, but I think the bad hockey player thing is really yep, through agreed. no fault of his own. Um, he kind of got a raw deal from the Islanders. Um, his development is basically stalled. He's not going to see an NHL game this year. He's probably going to have to like sign some like cheap two-way for some team looking for like a backup goalie in the A and like work his way back up. Um, all that being said, uh, he sure didn't do much to uh, enamor himself uh, that that last year. The first year he was here, and he actually started a couple games, and you know the buzz was that, oh yeah, the Islanders really yeah. high on this Barube kid. You know he was, he's gonna yeah, like he was in whatever. Two or three I was games, like, okay, the cool. team was doing well, and like not much was expected of him. Yeah, uh, but then he just yeah. I mean, but whatever. He hadn't seen what he played like seven games yeah. in two years. Not his fault. Uh, I, I in this last year, he saw a lot more time. Um, than the first one. I think I think 2015-2016 season he saw he played like three games total. I think and I think three would be overstating yeah. it. It may have only been two. Yeah, it just he I mean like yeah he played like garbage. Uh, he not entirely his fault and not reflective of him as a person, but objectively mm. uh, his play was subpar, significantly subpar, like really bad. Nice. What? Well, but. 
But to say that like he was the reason, no, that's ridiculous. Like that. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, like yes, yeah. if he had won the game, if the games that he was in goal that they had won instead of lost, like that would be very different. But like that is way too reductive of a thought. Like that, that he. It's not like he yeah. single handedly caught. Like it was the situation to put him in games that to to cause blowouts and all of that because like he had no time. He was on the bench, etc. Uh, that stuff will mess with you. I think. I think. As someone that has not played the game at a professional level. I can't say. No. No. Free agency in an hour and a half. What are you hoping to see from your two teams that you like? One that I'm okay with and one that I'm not. Um I don't really know. Or do you wh- um, where where are you actually on the Bruins? Are you a kind of person that wants to see them like blow it up and actually rebuild? Um or are you or or are you sort of o- hoping that like a first round appearance can turn into a second round playoff appearance in like future seasons. Um, or do you think they just like sort of need to make themselves humble and and just like work on their prospects for a few years? Yeah, you know, I I don't really think they need to necessarily blow mm-hmm. it all up. Um, I think that what they missed the playoffs for two three years. Uh, they made the playoffs last year and got out in the first round. Um, but I feel like they need to uh, make uh, smarter decisions. Um, that final year they missed the playoffs, they should have traded Louis Erickson at the deadline and gotten back picks and prospects, but they held on to him for like a stretch run and wound up missing anyway, and he left for nothing. Um, they went out and signed David Backus last year, which, uh, I mean, he was good, but the dude, like, is old as hell uh, and uh, plays a super grindy style, and I feel like... I don't know that that's really necessarily something they super needed or couldn't have gotten cheaper elsewhere. So I I don't know. I, I don't really think they need to blow it up, but I think they need to um, be smart about the decisions uh, they do make. Um, they've got some promising talent on the um, on the uh, on the blue line. Uh, Carlo looks good. Uh, McAvoy um, looks good. Um, they've got a couple other decent forwards uh, that uh, are probably going to vie for spots this year. Um, I'd have to look at the roster, but, you know, they still got Bergeron. Um, Rask is still the goalie. Um, they've got uh, some guys on the blue line that are starting to step up and kind of come into their own a little bit. Um, Char is super ancient, but somehow is, like, still pretty effective, so keep riding that. And, uh, yeah, the forwards I the forwards I don't really know. Outside of, like, Bergeron, Marjan's elite. Elite. Um, yeah, so I don't, I, I don't think they really need to blow it up. Um, I mean, they just made the playoffs. I mean, granted, uh, you, you just don't want to see them, like, you know, trend in the wrong direction and suddenly think that, like, yeah, this team's a contender because mm-hmm. I don't think they are. But I also don't think that it's like, well, we're closer to the bottom sure. than we are at the top. Um, but I'd have to look specifically. As for the Islanders, uh, I don't really want to see them do anything in free agency um, because uh, they don't, they can't afford to. Uh, we give out... Um, we give up way too expensive contracts to players that uh, don't need them. I don't want to say don't deserve them, because I don't want to deny yeah. anybody their money, but uh, overpaying Casey Sezikis and Cal Clutterbuck in the same year is bad. Um, and, I mean, great, they got out of Grabowski's contract. Um, it probably would have been a decent contract if he played it out. Um, yeah, if he, but, if he was available you know, to play, that would have been wonderful, but he hasn't been. Yeah, Kuhlman was always an overpayment, um, but they kind of needed to, to, you know, like, okay, cool, we'll sign him and Grabowski. Uh, it was always an overpayment, but you figure if he, you know, could at least perform... Yeah, I, I, I don't want to pay the guy $4.5 to play on the fourth line in a checking role. It's like, 
a couple of seasons ago, everybody was making that joke. Oh, the best fourth line in hockey. It's like, yeah, well, this is the most expensive fourth line in hockey. It's like, they got like 15 million in cap space. 15 million in cap space tied up between like Sezikis, Clutterbuck, and Kuhlman. It's absurd. That's such a, that's such a weird fourth line. It's, it's, I, I mean, look at, look, look at your, the, the past two Stanley Cup champions. Uh, can you name anybody on that fourth line? No, of course not, because they're a bunch of like, the last two uh, Stanley guys Cups, on entry level contracts. The last two Stanley, uh, wait, how many did you say? Last oh, two Stanley yeah, Cups. Uh, yeah, the last two Stanley Cup champions are the same team. <laughs> Don't remind me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And they're winning the Stanley Cup twice with uh, guys on the fourth line that, uh, if you're not a fan of that team, you've probably never heard of. Um, I, I couldn't even. I could name some names that might, might be. On Listen, the I just line, saw an article from sure. the Pittsburgh Post Gazette that says Penguins fourth line shines in loss, and this is from May. They're guys on like ELCs. And they, they don't have to pay them anything. Yeah, that sounds like, nice. Uh, say what you want about Pittsburgh, but... Yep, no, I have no idea who these people but, are. Like, I they no understand. Idea. I didn't... What are the names? No. Is it Brian Rust? No. Kunakel? You're, are you making names? <laughs> Some of those Kunakel are actual player names. <laughs> yeah, Tom Kunakel. He's no, definitely he's not a even a person. You're making things up. No, no. I swear to God. Tom Kunakel. Yeah, there he is. He's got an umlaut oh, over the okay. U. That explains things. So no, but okay. So it, it's funny. You point to Pittsburgh, and it used to be like, oh my God, they've got you know forty percent of their cap space tied up in Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, and I guess some in Flurry too. But he's gone, so that doesn't matter. And it's like, yeah, um, and it, it Latang didn't even play this playoffs, and it doesn't matter. They have like they're so top heavy. You've got Crosby, Malkin. Uh, and Kessel. So you've got this elite scoring threat on your top three lines. You put a bunch of dudes just happy to be there on the fourth line, uh, and it, it doesn't really matter. You can just roll over anybody who gets in your way. Meanwhile, we're out here telling, hey, uh, get, get, throw a couple extra money. Oh, God, the, I, I don't want to sound like a total like jerk, but like, ah, throw some. Uh, oh, what's an extra half million here for you know, good old boy, loyal, loyal player uh, down on the fourth line? What's an extra half million here? There, it adds up. And now we're like, oh, geez, we got to resign Calvin DeHaan. And for anybody still holding out hope that they'll swing a trade with the Avalanche to get Matt Duchesne, it's like, yeah, uh, where are we going to get the money to pay him? Something better better be going back the other way. Some guy in a bad contract. But Sackick's not an idiot. He's not going to just take a bunch of garbage in exchange for Duchesne. So it's like, yeah. Jesus, we, we, we've done this to ourselves. So I don't want, I don't really want them to go out and overpay for free agency. Look at our last big free agent signing, Andrew Ladd. We're paying him gob, gobs of money to also play in the fourth line because we give him two weeks on the first line, and I'm like, oh, this isn't working out. And then they demote him. I'm not paying the guy eight million. Well, I don't know how much he's actually making six, seven million dollars a yeah, year playing the fourth line. That the, considering that the season is a lot longer than two weeks, uh, to demote him that quickly and then just continue to be crappy uh, did not seem like a great move. I mean, he picked it up a little bit at the end, right? Like, he, I, I think he yeah. ended up with 20 goals or whatever. And, and so people are like, yeah, it's fine. He can play in, like, yeah, so that's fine. He, he he figured it out, even though he was playing, like, bottom six minutes. It's like, that's not the point. point is, if you figured out playing bottom six minutes, give him some power play time. Put him on the first, well, not probably on the yeah, first sure. line. Put him on the second line. Let him play up there. Jesus. If you, if you, if I don't you know. Have I have a lot two, of angst. Two, two. You don't have a first and second line. You have two number one lines, but one of them happens to have John Tavares mm -hmm. on it. That's not a bad problem. That's not that's that's a good problem to have, I should say. It would you could do. Be nice if you started up camp and you had your first line is uh, JT Anders Lee yep, Jordan Everly. That'd be great. 
Second line, you got Matt Deshane centering uh, Andrew Ladd and uh, I don't know what's another f- name another forward uh, on the team. Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey. Brock Nelson. All right, put Bailey up there. Or no, you know what? Probably um, oh, yeah. Posang, right? He if he makes if he makes a team, give him a top six spot. Okay. Then your third line, um, uh, Strom's gone. We don't have to worry about him no more. Um, maybe you get. Uh, you see how Barzil does. You put him between Nelson. They can both take faceoffs, and uh, I don't know. Alan Klein, Shane Prince, uh, Shane Prince. I don't know. Somebody. Uh, that's assuming Nelson's still on the team. If we swing a deal for Duchesne, because I have a feeling they'd be like, "Yeah, all right, fine, I have take a this guy back." The other way. Right now. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Me, I don't know. Duchesne trade. Um, I just got a notification on my phone that uh, Yaramir Yager is going to be available in about eighty minutes. So, <laughs> well, look at that. Um, you want you want no. you want to see something depressing? Sure, I think you do. Let me, let me just confirm this before I before I repeat it as fact. But I want to see something sure. depressing. Why would I want that? Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna read you um some game and point okay. totals. Okay. And you're gonna have to tell me which. So I'm not seeing anything. I'm just reading. I'm I'm listening. Uh, I'm gonna okay, I'm, I'm gonna ready. read some Let's numbers to it. you. Okay. Uh, so player A last year uh, played in 82 okay. games, had 16 goals, uh, 30 assists for 46 total points. Okay. Okay. Uh, player B. Last year, played in 78 games, had 23 goals, eight assists for 31 total points. Oh, okay. All right. Which one of these? That, that's last season. Do you want another season's worth of uh, worth of data? No. Um, no. You sure? I'll get. Okay. This uh, the guy uh, player A you had is playing 82 games last season, right? Okay. Uh, the season before that, player A played in 79 games. No, I'm, I'm listening intently. Okay. Uh, had 27 okay. goals and 39 assists for 66 points. Okay. okay. Player B in the preceding season, uh, this is across two different teams, but he played 78 games, mm-hmm. had 25 mm-hmm. goals and 21 assists. For a total of 46 points. Would you rather have player A or player I think, B? I think I'd rather have player A. Okay, player A is Jeremy Young. Oh, no. Player B <laughs> is Andrew Lennon. Why would you do this to me? Just saying. Oh, oh gosh. I'd rather... So I think it's like funny. It's like ah, Yarmir Yager. It was like Yager. It's like yeah, our prized free agent signing from last year. No, I, um, I, I'm not saying if, I wouldn't want Yarmir Yager to be New York Islander. I just don't want the contract that would come with it. And also with the Islanders' luck, like that would be the season in which he finally breaks down. Like if they signed him five years ago, he would have ended his career four years ago. Like that is just we're in in the words of Fred Wilpon, we're snake bitten, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that I think that's yeah. a good place to end it. We're snake bitten, baby. You.
Helloa.